the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch, this is thank you to NIL. Welcome back to Name, Image, and Podcast. As always, this is your host, Kyle, and with me, as always, uh, a beautiful, wet, and rainy Thursday morning, uh, Big Mike. Big Spooky. Mike, how are you doing over there? You know, Kyle, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit bigger of a Mike because I've been eating like junk. It's the cold weather, you know, a lot of... It's the crumble, crumble cookies, <laughs> not a sponsor, it's but... The, it's <laughs> the crumbles, would... it's the pizzas, it's the the chilies, like uh, the little Harmons in the neighborhood has great chili all the time, so like, I'll just go get chili and a roll for lunch. <laughs> it's not good, but uh, we're, yeah, no, it's, listen, it's football weather, Tis it's the spooky season. season weather, exactly, right. like we're, listen, we are we are in here, and I'm here for it, Kyle, how... Right. How are you doing over there, my little pigeon-eating friend? Yeah, right. Pretty much. Yeah. It's. Uh, I had Millie's last night, actually. Oh. Millie's great little local burger oh. shop. Pretty good last night. It's. Uh, you know. But yeah, it's, we are definitely in that. I think that's why I'm going for a run right after this is just to try to purge my body a little bit, <laughs> but cleanse the old <laughs> arteries out because I'm sure that's just how it works. Just run a little bit and you'll be just fine. But but here we are in uh in week six. I mean we are chugging right along. It's too fast. Um, it's too fast. God. A little bit, but I feel like I've enjoyed it for the most part. Oh it's, yeah, especially you know, this last weekend. I mean don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying. It. Yeah. And and I think like like you said, we're kind of the dust is finally starting to settle a little bit, and now we're really just starting to get into like every week. Like I feel like the playoffs start kind of now because now it's like okay, you're right. either five or six and zero or whatever, and and chugging along, or hey, like you know you got what are you playing for? You're still just playing to to play upset or play for some still some you know decent bowl games and whatnot. I mean we we still have quite a lot of season oh, yeah. left. But it's definitely starting to get to the nitty-gritty of it all. And this weekend, we have a lot of uh, pretty solid matchups that we can discuss. But uh, before we get into all that and before we recap last week, we are Name, Image, and Podcast. We like to report on the name, image, and likeness stories from both college football, college basketball. We've even covered a couple other uh, sports as well. But the big one that I think both caught our attention is in the world of college basketball. And let me tell you, folks, we will be covering college basketball because it's coming right (laughs) up and we are huge fans of college basketball. So if that's your thing, then uh, then stay tuned in the coming months and weeks, because I think we're only about two, two or three weeks away from really the start of uh, college basketball season. But um Coach Brad Underwood of the Fighting Illini. Coach, I actually do like. He just looks like oh, yeah. a big Midwestern <laughs> guy. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to like him quite a bit. And he's got a pretty good squad with Kofi Coburn coming back and all that. And they had a, you know, pretty decent run last season. But uh, he had some interesting takes on NIL, basically just saying, like, hey, it's it's just changing everything we do. But I think the quote that stood out the most was when they asked if, like, how involved he is with it. And he basically just said, I choose not to know. Uh, all I'm trying to do is manage, you know, time and whatnot. And what's funny is like, you know, well, that's what coaches have always said, especially when it comes to the underbelly of college basketball recruiting. It's just like, oh, well, I don't know about any of that. Like, right. Okay, yeah, sure, Coach K. Like, you don't know about Zion happening, you know, his family getting that house and, and all that fun. So oh, I choose not to know. I don't know how that happened, you know. But I, I think Brad Underwood is a good coach for the most part. I, like, I, I don't think he's, you know, dirtier, right. any dirtier than any of the other college basketball coaches out there. But especially with NIL, I mean, man, that's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to watch college basketball. Right, and I 
think that it's sorry to cut you off, but like Underwood, and then you already like touch on Coach K, and I think you throw Izzo. I'm like a lot of the you know Calipari probably squeezes in there, but like these old school guys who not only are they 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 grew up with basketball and they had to kind of familiarize themselves with like the social media area and kind of be like you know a cognizant of what their players are doing in that realm, and now you're throwing the NIL at them. So I don't really I can't I can't blame the Coach Underwood for being like listen I. I'm just hands off. Like I'm, I'm concerned about what goes on the court. I think once we start getting into that younger generation, like when John Shire inevitably probably takes over for Coach K, like I, I think then we'll start to see coaches maybe start to be a little more hands on. But in the article, he even mentioned like this is all recruiting is now. Like they just want to know how much money they can make in NIL, and that's all that really matters. And you said it before we hopped on the pod, but it's a smaller roster. It's 13 guys. Like. So it, I think it'll be interesting. We've seen it kind of play out in football, and I think it's been interesting to watch how it's kind of all played out. But I think once we get into basketball and kind of the the coming the coming classes of recruits, you know, in the next few years, I think it's going to play a much bigger factor in basketball than it will football. And my hope too, especially in college basketball, is because we we see it every year where it's like, man, you have a really good freshman or a good sophomore, and you know all they've been told is, oh yeah, you're so good, you're going to be in the <laughs> NBA and NBA, and they end up leaving college early, right after like right. one decentish season, and then you never hear about them, right? Never, and right. they'll bounce around the G League or overseas, and that's fine. You know, hey, you can make money there now as well. But I really hope that NIL now incentivizes a lot of these kids. You know, like Miles Bridges, you know, for Michigan State, he, you know, he could have gone pro after his freshman year, but he wanted to stay as a sophomore because he basically just said, like, yo, I enjoy just being a 19-year-old kid in college, right? Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot, I think there was a great story back in the day, if you remember Hashim Thabit from UConn, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love, you know, that was what like a the bygone <laughs> era. Oh, no, I, I always, he will always stick in my mind because he was such a, a fascinating player. But I remember a story um, a couple of years ago where he basically said, like, like, you know, when you get to the NBA, like, it is such a business. And, like, you forget, too, that, you know, when these kids are so young, they can't go out. They can't, like, really go out yeah. and, like, you know, hang out the rest of the team who are all, like, adults. And they're going to the bars or, you know, or the clubs or whatever they may be doing. Right, right. You know, and, and you kind of lose that sense of just, like, man, like, 18, 19-year-old kid, like, you know, like, enjoy college. And that's what oh, he said. Yeah. He said he wished he could have basically gone back, right, and yeah. and, and really enjoyed college more. And, and I hope that NIL will now just be like, hey, like, you can go and don't – like, if you're good enough to make millions, go to the NBA, obviously. Right, right. But if, if you're, like, a fringe player and you just don't really know, it's like, hey, if you're getting, you know, a couple couple Gs a month or, you know, you know, signing these pretty decent deals in college where you can, like, hey, not only can I play basketball, go to school, get an education, but I'm also, like, financially secure for the most part. Oh, Maybe not yeah. generational wealth by any means. Right, but right. I'm hoping it'll incentivize those those types of players to stick around because that's when college basketball is the best is when you have those teams a little mix of some juniors and sophomores maybe a senior or two you know be, and you know Michigan State's obviously always kind of been in that realm and you know Duke oh, yeah. for the most part had it always been and now they're starting to get those one and dones you know but um I, I really hope that'll kind of incentivize the kids to stick around a little bit longer because it's uh you know as long as they they can financially secure themselves and you know don't don't you know put millions of dollars on the back burner just to stay in college like yeah. Just stick around. Have fun. Like, you know, being in college is so freaking fun, you know, and don't be in a hurry to grow up because it's a business in the NBA. You oh, know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you can go around and fart around in there and just, you know, not really take it seriously, but you'll be bounced pretty quickly because the NBA is all about business now. We've seen that happen. Where right. It's just like, you got a bad attitude, you're out of there. Like, right. You know. Well, I mean, and you already, you already said it, this is... In- 
in the best case scenario, in my highest of hopes, this is just going to mean more championships for Duke here in the coming years. Because <laughs> uh, when you think of the best Duke teams, it's like the Kyle Singlers and the John Shires and the J.J. Reddicks just hanging around until they're juniors and seniors. <laughs> so, I mean, to your point... I, I in best practice, I hope that it does convince those players who, yeah, you could go be a late round pickup in the NBA draft, and like maybe you don't, maybe you do, maybe you don't pan out. Like who knows? But I, especially just with how, like the, the NBA draft is such a crapshoot, right? Like as far as like obviously you'll have the two oh, or yeah. three players a year that are like these are these guys are standalone like unbelievable talents. Everything after that, like I couldn't even tell you anybody picked outside of the top five on a year-to-year basis in the NBA like it's just it's just eh. and so if we can get those eh guys to just stick around for another year not only is it going to help better their career it's going to garner a better product for the NCAA right like in March Madness like I want to see those guys come back and I want to see them because it, it's kind of it, it this is a selfish ba- college basketball fan but it's kind of a boner kill when somebody who's really, really good kind of, you know, trips up in the tournament and then gets bounced in the first, second round. And then you're like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Like, bring up, give me those guys back. Give them some money. Make it fun for them in college. You know, make sure they can pay their bills and go out to eat and do the fun things and have a little extra money. But, like, just bring them back, Kyle. And I think that's what this is going right. to do. So, I, I agree. I, I hope it works out that way. And I don't see a scenario that it doesn't. And especially in college basketball with such a smaller roster and – and you know, well, I, a lot more teams in the mix. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and I think I think one aspect that like gets a little bit lost in college or in college football. I think in college basketball, especially, I think jersey sales are going to play a big part. You know? Oh my god! Um, you, because there's obviously there's fewer players, and then when you're a star, like you know, I would have bought in fucking ten Cassius Winston jerseys. Oh yeah. You know, if if oh, like yeah. I was walked in that Michigan State shop, you know. Bro. So it's like. It's, I, it, you're telling me I don't have to buy my my Duke jerseys from China anymore? Sign yeah, ex- like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. And yeah, and so that'll be interesting because in college football, yeah, it's like if you're the star running back, star quarterback, maybe you'll have your jersey up there. But you right, know, right, it, it, it'll be a little bit different. But no, I, it's I love college basketball. We both love oh, college basketball. So this is kind of like a little it. teaser there. We'll we'll get more into it too. But you know, our primary focus obviously right now is college football, oh, yeah. and we're having a, a really fun season. You know, this could have gone a couple of ways, and it's funny I haven't even had to bring out the the misery index yet that that was so hyped and maybe we'll do that in college basketball because it's a lot more volatile uh i didn't expect michigan state to be this good you know i thought they were going to be better than what was expected you know but i didn't expect them to be this good um go off let's just get into it let's just get right into the weekend give me michigan state what who do we have we have Rutgers, right no Right. Well, we can recap. No, yeah. Week. Who did? We, oh, Western Kentucky. My apologies. Western right. Kentucky. Western Kentucky so. game. It's just yeah. You know, it's funny because yeah, you know, we gave up. I think it was like sixteen points only in the first half, but we scored forty two, and then we only scored six <laughs> points in the second <laughs> half, and they started. You know, <laughs> right. It went a little dry, but you know, it's funny. I, I rewatched it and had a ton of drives where it's just like. You know, we were making big plays, and then right when we needed that third down, it's just like, oh, a drop or just kind of an ill-time play. But overall, like, like the the quarterback for Western Kentucky, Zappy, like he he will be in the NFL to some capacity. He's, oh, yeah. He was incredible, like yeah. absolutely incredible. And Western Kentucky's got a great offense. You know, obviously the record doesn't reflect that. They just don't have a defense sure. <laughs> primarily. But uh, it was one of those games where I was kind of like a little bit nervous, but, you know, took care of business. You know, we're 5-0 and now. We're heading into to week six with a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. A little revenge game against Rutgers, but other than that, the um, yeah, a couple big storylines from last week 
uh, our poor Miami Hurricanes, you know, lost the. Uh, oh, yeah. we, we mentioned that against yeah, Virginia, I think, because of when we recorded last week. I can't believe. Um, listen, if they go to, I forget who they're playing. Do they playing Duke or whoever, whoever they're playing? Brandon, our dear friend Brandon Drose, texts me. He's like, if they lose, they're just leaving Diaz on the tarmac, right? I'm like, absolutely. Like, you, absolutely. how many more strikes does this guy get? But yeah, we we talked right. about it last week. But poor, poor Miami. But I think. This is kind of. I feel like there's there's something happening here in this season, especially where coaches are getting exposed for maybe not being as good as they are. Because if you look at, I don't think Manny Diaz is necessarily considered a great, like a a, a fantastic coach. But if you look at like what what happened to Florida, I don't know if you watched the end of the Florida game and how bad it, badly coached the last minute and a half was at the goal line to like try to win that game. It was horrible. And, like, Texas A&M is losing left and right. Like, I just feel like – I don't know what happened coming out of the COVID year. Maybe these coaches aren't being able to rebound and, like, pull the pieces back together. But I just feel like we're just seeing some coaches who have a track record of being pretty good, and now they're just getting exposed. Am I just crazy? Right. Well, I, I think one one aspect of it for sure is the the lack of really quality assistance, and that's because True. the likes of Alabama and Georgia and all that <laughs> they're vacuuming up all the good assistance. Because let's be real, like as the head coach, obviously you have a huge responsibility. You're kind of the pulse and the, the face of that team, and and you're way more on the hook for like leadership qualities and keeping the team together. But the nuts and bolts and kind of the the, the inner workings of the best teams are because they have the best coordinators. You True. know, Nick Saban True. obviously has some you know some control over like the plays and he, he you know, I'm sure he instills a lot into those those assistants but the sure. assistants are the ones who are looking at the analytics dialing things up telling when to go for it you know when to not go for it, when to call timeouts and so when you have teams that don't have that solid assistant staff behind them that's the ones that struggle because the head coach all of a sudden gets that crazy kind of ego complex where it's like oh well I have to do everything let me let me put my hands all over this right. and that and this <laughs> right and it's just you know and that's you right. have to have the solid group of assistants behind behind them you know, and that comes from how much money are the boosters, how much money, you know, comes into the program because, yeah, you pay the head coach a lot of money. But like we mentioned before, that head coach then has to go and build that assistant staff with that huge, you know, right. with the huge wages that he's getting. Right. That's so, right. you know, you see it like BYU is a good example, right? BYU with Kalani Sataki out there, you know, they have a lot of money there. Uh, lo and behold, the Mormon church has a ton of money uh, and they invest a lot into that football program. But Sataki, the way he's done it is he's he's built – super solid structure around it with the assistance and and just kind of the overall program there and then it's it's just yeah so it, it you're seeing the coaches that kind of have the flair to the name you know the big names here and there, like Jimbo Fisher for example Texas A&M but whose assistants just aren't on the same page you right know? right and and there's there's just maybe too many egos involved and I think Cincinnati is a great example as well Luke Fickle has done a great job of, of building that culture because he's he's maintained really good assistance and he's made sure that they've True. got paid well enough to, to not get poached every single That's season fair. Alabama can afford to lose those assistants because you know he's like if you looked at that record he's like 34 no against his <laughs> previous yeah. assistants you know? yeah but so I think that's what it is. I think the the dearth of solid assistance um, behind some of these head coaches are kind of the uh, their Achilles heel in a sense. That's fair, but I, I do think there is something to be said. Like Alabama, for example, I, coaches like a Nick Saban, and like I I think in years past we might have thrown like a Dabo in there, but I think Dabo's fraud. But like Nick Saban, for example, I feel like if you're a good enough coach, you can compensate 
for that, right? And I understand what you're saying about like they want to muddle it up and they want to put their hands all over it, and like the, the, all of a sudden it's like a fire, five alarm fire. Like Dan Mullins, I don't think is that guy where like when things are kind of like hitting the fan, like he can kind of steer the ship and like keep everybody moving in the right direction. And maybe like now that you're saying it, it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, but just the assistance, the talent level of the assistance just isn't there. And so there's just a, there's a gap of, you know, competency that he needs to make up for that. Maybe he just can't do it. But I just think it's, it's just strange that it's just, you know, Florida is late game antics, false start after false start and flags. And they're just shooting themselves in the foot and Texas A&M is losing a bunch. And I mean, Notre Dame, you can throw Notre Dame out. I've, I've had enough of Notre Dame, but now, you yeah. know what? Now you say it though, Kyle. Like I, I feel I, I'm buying it, but I'm, this is not like a, I'm trying to like a gotcha. Tell me, tell me about Clemson. Is Clemson? I feel like they have good assistance, and I feel like I Dabo think, is just an idiot. Right. I think it just caught up, caught up to them. You know, they had the target for so long, and right. you know they're getting every team's best shot now. You know, and and uh, the offense. I mean, if you look at who they lost, they lost Trevor Lawrence, generational talent. They lost Travis Etienne, generational right. talent, running back, a bunch of new receivers. You know, it's right. just they're kind of in that reloading process. You know, sure. but I'm sure they will be back next season. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not really concerned about that. But some other games to note, though, moving <laughs> forward. So we we were really looking forward to Georgia, Arkansas, and lo and behold, Georgia is uh. really damn good. And it's not saying Arkansas is not no, good, you know no. that, and that's just kind of what happens when you have start the season really well. And that's what I was saying uh, last week too. Is like, hey, Arkansas is playing with house money. Like as long right. as they remain competitive through the rest of the season, like this, they are way ahead of schedule. Uh, yeah, they ran into Georgia last week. That Georgia's a, a buzzsaw. Like that's yeah. just gonna happen, you know. So yeah, thirty-seven nothing's uh, kind of kind of a rough <laughs> look, but um, Arkansas season will not be defined by this. But no, uh, it God doesn't no. get any easier because they do come up against uh, a really plucky Ole Miss team who's going to really want something to prove after kind of you know laying an egg against get, Alabama. But get your oh, popcorn uh, ready. Yeah, but uh, you know at the end of the day it was Alabama. You know what what are you gonna do? So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Georgia. Lo and behold, they're they're really good. Uh, Michigan yeah. took care of business against Wisconsin. Graham Mertz is probably the he worst is. five-star quarterback I've ever seen. He is. He <laughs> I is. mean, oh my god. But and and they just can't run the ball either. They they barely have like thirty yards rushing for was, a Wisconsin team. It's it just was, it's bizarre to me. Everything lined up for this to be a, either a very good game going down to the end or a Wisconsin actual victory at home, and it just. Like you said, it just didn't – the pieces weren't there, and I don't know why they weren't there. Like, Graham Mertz, I, I, he's not great. And then the run game, which usually they can lean on, just wasn't there. Like, Michigan might actually be – and I hate to say it out loud because usually I just – I don't – I'm a Michigan naysayer, but, like, they might be a little bit of a deal this year, Kyle. Oh, and listen, like, I obviously hate Michigan, but they, like, they've always been good. And that's why, like, the, the funny thing with the Jim Harbaugh thing is, like, oh, he, he just can't beat Ohio State. Well, a lot of, a lot of people can't beat Ohio no. State. You know? Mark, Mark Antonio did twice, you know, so that's not a hey, hey, deal. Hey, hey. But, uh, but uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, they've always been good. They recruit very well. But it's just like, you know, in this upcoming weekend, night game against Nebraska, that I think this is the first real test for them. Um, you know, I think their schedule, they can only play who's in front of them, but it's lined up nicely enough. You know, Wisconsin was that first one on the road. You know, this is the the one now that they really have to, to focus in on. Um, but, yeah, no, Michigan's good. Michigan's good. You know, I'm, you know, not yeah. too not too concerned, though. They're not, no. like, world beaters by any means. But uh, our fighting uh, Tim Duncans, uh, or excuse me, the Wake Forest uh, Demon Deacons, <laughs> uh, continue their uh, crazy unbeaten run. 
Uh, Sam Hartman's a great quarterback for them. Oh, yeah. um, he was on he was on one of those shows. I think it was QB one back in the day. Um, you know, really great series. I think it was. I think he got moved to Netflix now. Um, but yeah, you can kind of see him, and he seemed like a great kid. You know, and he's really solid. You know, oh, he's yeah. he's really putting the team on the back. And they have. Um, I think it's Clausen's their head coach for um, Wake. Uh, he'll be he'll probably be sucked up somewhere else after this season because you know, it's it, you, who would yeah. expect a school like Wake Forest you know when in your same state you had the likes of North Carolina and North Carolina State and then all right. of a sudden you got little Wake Forest all of a sudden like hey well we're the you know it's just it's it's crazy so um, they had a great game against Louisville I'm gonna go back and watch the highlights from that because I only caught glimpses of it right. but um yeah really fun fun team in Wake Forest and, they, and uh, I'm forever grateful of Wake Forest for f- somehow not keeping Kenneth Walker and allowing him to go to Michigan State because he's been great there so well and, and it's interesting because their 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 backfield or the running back core is just I mean you look at their stats this so far this season and they're all lingering around 200 240 one guy has 300 yards but they are all just like you could plug any of them in and they, they'll they'll give you the yards you need it's incredible right and I, I mean it may be indicative of the coaching or it's just it maybe the offensive line coaching, but it's, it's not, I feel like it's not common that you have three running backs on the roster who can all step in and just perform the way they have. Like the, obviously they're not Heisman contenders, but man, like Wake Forest is just. Yeah. Um, a great, just spread offense. I mean, they are right. just wide open and just like finding those running lanes and just, you know, getting those three to four yards and just, you know, being in ACC helps. ACC is definitely in a down year. This right. Season. Yeah. Um, but good for them. It's like, like we've said, it's fun to see these other teams emerge, you okay. know? And uh, yeah, Wake Forest, definitely a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, but we had the uh, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. And yeah. I mean, this wasn't a shocker. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Like, everyone kind of saw this coming, right? Like Cincinnati oh, yeah. is like having one of those seasons where they know like this is their opportunity. Is Luke Fickle will be gone after this season. He will. Ooh. Like there's just no way they've retained him put there. It, like he's going to go to – Guarantee it? I think so. Yeah, and I think he'll just go probably to a Big Ten school, unfortunately. Is um, there is there any scenario that since he in I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it more, but like if they make it to the playoff, is there any chance that since he just drops the bag on on Fickle and like I, like hey. I just who knows? I mean, I don't know what who's in their alumni base, but you know, I I don't know. It'll be, but I think if if, if they get since he to the playoffs, that's about as high as you can bring. Cincinnati, oh, right? 100%. And just like at that, at some point, you have to be like, you know what? I'd like, you know, time to move on. Yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, they, they continue marching on. Notre Dame kind of was exposed. Yeah. Um, well, doesn't mean they're not good. They're still a really good team, but they're just right. not, they don't have that edge that we've seen in the past. Yeah. You no, know. They, they, they're not, they're not killers. Their coach wants to kill them. I mean, their coach right. killer, yeah. but, uh, no, I, and since he, I think we, we have to take the, don't fuck it up baton. We have to take it away from our ducks, which I'm sure we'll <laughs> touch on. And we have to give it to Cincy because really, I mean, since he, like you've, your hardest test is behind you. You've done everything you needed to. And like the rest of the schedule should be win out. Like right. two, Tulane can get a little interesting if it's that same Tulane team that showed up against Oklahoma SMU, but like. Kyle, just just don't fuck it up, please. Like, just give me, right. you just shake it up. Like, I, we're already gonna have it shaken up a little bit. I feel like I think Alabama and Georgia are just inevitable, but I think we're gonna shake it up a little bit. But man, if we can get a Cincy in there, that'd be that'd be so awesome. 
<laughs> right, because the team that we just want to fuck up every week but somehow keep scraping away and getting wins is Oklahoma. <laughs> they, they win by six against Kansas State. And I just want them to lose because I don't want to see whoa. the number four. I don't want to see the number four next to Oklahoma ever. I, like right now they're ranked sixth. Um, you know, so they're they're right on the cusp, so to speak. But I just I can't I like if it's another Alabama. I mean Alabama Georgia that's inevitable. But if it's Oklahoma and then like a freaking Ohio I don't even State. know who the yeah like, something like that. It's just be like give me a break, you know. Yeah, so fair. listen, I, I just, will I will level with you. I'm wearing my my Tuck Texas fuck Texas sweater right now. As long as they can beat Texas this week. Then they can. I, I'm with you. They can lose the rest of them. I don't care. But just beat Texas. I don't need Texas having any I relevancy. I feel you there. So, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, we, we're chugging along, and that brings us to our next one. Uh, our our mighty Oregon Ducks oh, lost to yeah. Stanford, who Stanford just continues to be that thorn in the Pac-12 side of oh. just being like, well, if we're not going to be good, no one's going to be good. Yeah. Um, They're just the know, nerds and- who don't let anybody else have fun. Like, they see everybody Basically. else having fun, and they're not invited, and they're like, you know what? We're going to ruin your party. It sucks. Yep. But you know yep. what? Crystal Ball should have won that game. You just, just you should put yourself in that situation. Right. And and I think this kind of boiled down to just, yeah, Stanford had a really solid defense, you know, um, held right. uh, A.J. Brown to kind of a rough a rough game. Uh, you know, no touchdowns, interception. You know, he had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Fine, but yeah, it's um, that Oregon offense was was stymied at the end, and Stanford, good for them. I didn't expect Stanford to be good at all. I don't think anyone did. I thought they were going to be really I bad. I don't think Stanford <laughs> expected Stanford to be good. right. It's just, yeah, like and, you said, it's every year they just they it, rinse repeat. You could have any any quarterback, any generic white guy quarterback, any coach, and they just always come to the come and play at those big games, and they make them competitive, and then at most times walk away. Like, I think the last, I think they threw up the graphic during the game, was like the last three times they met Oregon when Oregon was ranked, they've beat them like an overtime. Or it was some right. crazy stat like that. It was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and this one went to double OT. Still, the only time we've seen the new overtime rules, at least I have, True. was True. Utah playing San Diego State and losing on those two-point conversion plays. <laughs> Outcoached by Brady Hoke. Never forget. <laughs> hey, but San Diego State, they are ranked now. They are top 25, which is kind of crazy. Are they? So, according to a few polls. At least the Reddit okay. poll, which okay. I think is the only one that that, that I care about, <laughs> really. So, But no, Aztec, Aztecs are solid. They're, they're a good team. Good for Brady Hoke. It's fun to see they him do are. well because he was uh, not well at Michigan, which was fun, but, you know. not well. <laughs> uh, Ohio State took care of business against Rutgers. Not a big surprise there. Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, we kind of mentioned that. Um, Alabama jumped out of the gun to a 28 to nothing lead, and yeah. uh, Ole Miss started to climb back a little bit, 21-42. But um, yeah, it's it's just for you know not not unexpected. Just we, like we said with Georgia, yeah, and we won't spend a ton of time on it because it was the, uh, the most televised game this weekend, obviously the most talked about. But you can't come out in your pregame interview and say get your popcorn ready and then chuck the headphones off in like. What are you doing, Kyle? What what is he doing? Like now you it's just Lane made Kiffin. yourself He's a just meme. Doing Lane like, things. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love Lane Kiffin, so I, I really don't mind that. It's, right. You know, no, I, I mean, it, it, it was do. it was funny in the moment, especially when you're watching the game live. You're like, ooh, like, here we go. But then it's like, at the by the end of the game, Big Al has a popcorn costume on. He's dancing around the end zone. You're getting your just shit packed in. It's like, ugh, this yep. is not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, another game, the SEC, Florida-Kentucky, and we kind of mentioned that as well. Ugh. Kentucky, uh, a very quiet but solid 5-0. and oh, um, yeah. And they've kind of been building something there for a while. They've, you know, they've been recruiting well. 
Um, you know, Will Levis is just a fucking weirdo, puts mayonnaise in his coffee, but whatever. <laughs> it's just, it's bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's a southern thing. Um, must be, apparently. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Wandale Robinson, uh, great receiver. Super fun. Yeah. Just He's just like that weapon. You know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like that Cordero Patterson type of just like, you can just put him anywhere. He lines up the backfield. He catches passes. He does. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, really fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, Kentucky, quiet 5-0. and uh, and they they move along. You know they're obviously going to be ranked now moving Survive forward. And, and uh, yeah, and you know looking at the rest of their schedule as well because they are in the SEC East. They have LSU, then Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Yeah, and then after that they have like Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. So, I mean, realistically, they're probably looking at a loss against Georgia. I mean, yeah. Mississippi State's decent, LSU's decent, but I mean, they have their lineup to have a good schedule. So that's kind of all you're looking at when you're like kind of this way in the season. Oh yeah, it's like you're right on the cusp of making bowls. It's like cool. Now it's just like how how high can we raise this? How how far can we really take this? And how many kind of lucky bounces? Because when you're a team that's outside of that like that top five or six of the the big programs, excuse me. You you need a little luck. If it like it like a few bounces will either go to being a wild undefeated season. I've seen it with Michigan State, right? Michigan State made the playoffs <laughs> off of just the some of the most incredible and lucky plays you'll ever see in your life. But that's just what you hope to see in okay. your lifetime. You know, the stars align. You get the block punt against Michigan. You know, all this stuff. You beat Ohio State. Like that's just like the things that you need. You know, and and when you make it this far in the season, that's really when the hope starts to build up and be like, I don't know, like you never know, and that's when it's fun. And then for a lot of teams, yeah, it comes crashing down. But it's you know, at this point, you're like, hey, you're either kind of playing with house money because you've already exceeded expectations, uh, and now you're looking at like, man, a couple bounces go our way. If we can keep it close (laughs) in these games, you never, you could have a really special season. So it's well, and and I think like you know. Georgia's is, is it's going to be tough to beat them, and I don't think they're going to get beat. But like the hot seat is those teams up at the top because you know if you are going to catch a Kentucky, you know they could be very well be six and zero heading that game. And, that, and to your point, they've already achieved everything they were looking to achieve in that season. Like they're they're good, they're bowl eligible yep. by far. Like they've gotten themselves in a great spot. Like they're going to come out and they're going to be like we literally have nothing left. We're, fake punts we're going to be doing end rounds and jets like it's just going to be throw the kitchen sink at them and i think that that's again i don't think it's going to be georgia alabama's prone to trip up i mean maybe alabama's the one who does it but i just i love when we get into like the second half of the season and it's these teams who are playoff bound but they you know they're playing these really you know scrappy right. like i just i love it because like you said anything yeah. can happen Oh, it's fun. Ah, oh, love it. I love it. Love it. So, uh, we'll quickly kind of wrap out. Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Uh, is the Big Twelve having identity crisis? Because I feel like the the points <laughs> just aren't flying like they used to. Twenty four fourteen for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State also five and zero. But uh, we all know Oklahoma State. They'll get to that point where it's like, oh, like can they do it? And then they trip up against you know who knows who. But it's um, let me let me look at Oklahoma State. Another five and zero team. Texas this week. So that's kind of the uh right no no, no two no. weeks they red have a bye week they robbery, have a bye week. the red river robbery yeah but yeah so um so they have a bye week before texas then iowa state kansas west virginia tcu so they finish with oklahoma so that could be really fun if gundy out there can can get that train rolling and get them undefeated going into that last weekend against oklahoma yeah now we're looking too far ahead but anyways good for oklahoma state they're kind of a fun team to watch so listen we're Um, we're not looking too far ahead we're just looking at next week kyle and what what is next week what is next week telling you what's what's speaking to you 
let's see. Is there anything else? The last ones I want to touch on, uh, Arizona State shooting on UCLA. UCLA had all, kind of all that hype coming in. That was uh, and then And then our Fresno State Bulldogs <laughs> losing to the mighty Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> Who would have thought that was the, the case? I mean, uh, it's just I never would have saw that coming. But good for Hawaii. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Braden Shager, <laughs> 11 for 27, uh, 116 yards. And that was enough to get it done because they had some, some decent turnovers. So good for the, good for Hawaii, you know, big, uh, are they allowed big, big back in that stadium yet? Have they fixed that stadium? No, that thing is okay. like condemned. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Our Hawaiian correspondent, Connor Hill has mentioned many times that it's like, there's pieces falling off everywhere. yeah they got a aloha stadium needs a little bit of aloha so um and then lastly auburn taking care of business against lsu close game it's a fun right, game nice right. little night game penn state 24 nothing over alabama and then the battle of the uh ass teams vanderbilt and connecticut uh connecticut had it connecticut had the chance to get that first win and i i like i love watching them now because they're they're really fighting hard, and you know I really want Connecticut <laughs> to get that first win, but it doesn't look like it's happening. So it's not happen. Ain't gonna happen. So we move on to week six, six. six. and we got we'll uh, we'll kind of do it this way. So we got some featured games for you for week six. We got there some we big go. ones. We we just mentioned a few moments ago the Red Wivel Rivalry uh, between Wivelry. Oklahoma. Texas. Let's just kind of rattle these off a little bit. Who you got in Oklahoma, Texas? I mean, of course I have Oklahoma. Boomer, boomer sooner till I die. But I have, I am very concerned this is going to be either a shootout, like it kind of always tends to be, but I am leaning more towards this is just going to be an ugly turnover play, just kind of sloppy game. Uh, and I think, you you know, back to your point about is the Big 12 have an identity crisis? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I have Oklahoma, but I don't think it's convincing, and I'm, I'm very nervous, Kyle. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one, and um, you know, especially with these types of games, you just never know what's gonna happen. No. Um, but I think sure for the don't. sake of chaos, you know, I, I don't want even if Texas were to beat Oklahoma, Texas is still gonna lose somewhere else down the right. road. Yeah, I think they're both so, gonna lose somewhere down the road. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of rooting for chaos there. So, but that that's a morning game that we got going on. Uh-huh. Um, following that, we have Arkansas Ole Miss. Uh, and this is kind of the ones that are just like, hey, it's uh, only one of us can uh, can have kind of a really special season. Who's it going to be? <laughs> you know, between uh, Woo Pig and Ole Miss. So, um, but I, I I like Ole Miss in this one, and they are favored yep. by about a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, like, I mean, it's at the what? What do they call the Grove? It's at the Grove. Yeah, no, that's the Grove. Yeah, the yeah. Hedges is Grove. It's at the Grove. That's. I think that's the only reason that I would. I would agree. I mean, I'm still gonna pull for Arkansas because I just love screaming Woo Pig at my TV. Uh, but yeah, I think it's if this was flip flopped and it was in Arkansas, I think it could very well just go the other way. I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch, nonetheless. Right. Uh, Georgia Auburn is probably gonna be Georgia by a billion, but you never know. Auburn is always that team. Bo Nix is just like one of the strangest quarterbacks out there. Where one moment he can just look incredible, and the right. next moment you're just like, what on earth is he doing? But, but I think that uh, that's gonna be the problem, right? Like he he was kind of doing the the flying by the seat of his pants to LSU, and he had that crazy scramble, just chucked it down there. That's not. It's just not gonna happen. Georgia has that guy who's three hundred like sixty pounds. And he's a nose tackle, and he's been chasing dudes down at the edge like all freaking yeah. season long. It's, it's absurd. Nuts. It's absurd. So yeah, so 
that that'll be an interesting one. But you know, like I said, I think it's probably gonna be Georgia. But it's gonna be a slow burn. <laughs> but I think Georgia's just gonna kind of run out of that one with a few, couple touchdown lead. There could be wrong, but I think Georgia's just really damn good. Yeah, you know, so. I agree. And then we have probably the matchup of the weekend: number four Penn State, number three <laughs> Iowa. And uh, man, this is kind of that mid-afternoon game. This is kind of when like you know two o'clock for us, so after the morning slate. And it's uh, it's, it's going to be I, the I most really boring top five matchup of all time. I'm you think it's my at Kinnick now. Stadium? At Kinnick Stadium, you know, I think Iowa's really good. I think Penn State's been taking care of business so to speak but i i like the the way iowa just completely dismantled maryland i mean they just made maryland look like a jv team yeah, like you know and they the defense is always good <laughs> they always just have a super solid running game then spencer petrus who i noticed has one of the best play action fakes i've ever seen i mean he hides that ball so well so well and just like <laughs> has a great pump fake as well he's not gonna razzle dazzle you but he's just he's the typical iowa quarterback you know he's like cj bethard you know it's just like he just gets back there he makes the passes when he needs to it's a slow grind but a very uh well-disciplined team right uh and yeah i think i was gonna come away with it but this is kind of an interesting one because especially for iowa even if iowa were to lose i was still the best in in the western division right whereas penn state i mean you know you still got ohio state michigan michigan state in the east as well so iowa technically could afford to lose this game and and they'll still make the big Ten championship Right. And things like that. Still have a chance for, at, at worst, like the, a Rose Bowl, right? right. Or, or I don't know how the playoff is this year. I don't know if the Rose Bowl is in the mix. But, I mean, that's that's the beauty of the Big Ten. And I mentioned it before. is like, don't get me wrong. You know, the likes of Ohio State and, I guess, Michigan and stuff, they, they want to get to that playoff. But having the Rose Bowl or, like, the Cotton Bowl be that consolation prize is still pretty freaking sick. Oh, like, sure. the Ro- there's nothing nothing better than, than the Rose Bowl. It's just, it's the best. Yeah, no, I think I think you're spot on. Whatever you say, I think you know in the in the the vein of spooky season, the Hawkeyes are just going to be like a vampire. They're probably just going to suck the life out of Penn State. And that's why I think it's just going to be. I don't want to say boring because I feel like that did, you know kind of puts an eh feel on the game. But I just feel like they're just going to. It's just they're going to march the ball. They're going to impose their will, and they're just going to drain that clock. And it's going to be. I think Iowa, like, I agree with you saying Iowa's going to pull it out, but I just think it's going to be, you know, like a 10 to maybe a 10 to 6 going into halftime, and then they're just going to control the game from there yeah. on out, and they're just going to just drain the life out of Penn State. <laughs> yeah, like a 24 13 type score in and favor the, of Iowa. But. Yeah, let's see. What's, what's the weather? The weather is supposed to be 81 in Iowa City. This this game feels wow. like it should be snow. Like, it's, this would be a good game just to be kind of like a light snow, just cold. But, uh, I mean, maybe, oh, we're getting there. Maybe we're we'll see there, some points. Worry. 81 degrees. You know, the ball could travel in the air at 81 degrees. Who knows? And then the nightcap. Ooh, Michigan, number seven. Michigan, Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska just curb stomped Northwestern. Northwestern's not very good. But, like, like we've said, like, that game against Illinois in week zero, you just don't want to play in week zero. And that was a, a you know, pretty bad game. And I, you know, right. I saw it firsthand. Michigan State was lucky. You know, If we use our luck against Nebraska, then so be it. Because you know, we got away with that win and we're still undefeated. But Nebraska's good. Oh, they yeah. have a great oh, yeah. defense. Great defense. And, you know, uh, and Martinez is just kind of just wiry enough to like get out of the – you think you have him sacked. And all of a sudden he scrambles out and gets 10, 15 yards. And 
you know, it's going to be a hostile environment. Oh, I yeah. mean, Nebraska, it's a great stadium to see that all lit up, and, and it's just going to be red everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And uh, we'll see if Michigan can get it done. Michigan's favored by about three points, which I think is probably pretty fair. But, um, yeah, this will be the test for Michigan. If they get out of this one and say, hey, well, they are they are the real deal at this right, point. Right, right. No, I think, I think Nebraska is – they're like they're like the little brother like they're like what B Willie was to me at one point like they they're good and they're just trying to like they just need to make that one big victory to like really kind of like substantiate themselves and this, this they just could can't be get it. out of their own way right it, but like this could be it like this could be the game where yeah. they're finally like listen like we're we're gonna put it all together like we know we're good we know we're you know we're better than Michigan in right. some parts of the game like this, like if they, if they could put it together and play a good clean game and not they're another team who's very prone to shooting themselves in the foot which is dumb penalties. If they could play a clean game, and like you said, it's in Nebraska, like I, this could very well be an upset. And so I think this is my favorite upset alert of the entire weekend. Right, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, you know, especially with Nebraska, they they have nothing to lose at this point. Pressure's a little bit on Michigan. Nebraska doesn't really have a ton of pressure. I think Scott Frost is, you know, all the high, you know, the, oh, he's on the hot seat. Like, yeah, sure, maybe he's underperformed, but, like, you know, it's 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 not right. the easiest task for Nebraska. But this would be a great way for him to totally be like, hey, I got this. Don't worry, guys. Like, if, if they get out of here with the win – uh, he'll be uh, right. he'll be there for for a minute. I think I think, I think so. the the first the week week zero. I think it was technically week zero. Uh, the loss to Illinois is is really what I think people are putting Nebraska in this kind of like uh, a down category. But I think right. you wipe that away. They've only lost to uh, you know Oklahoma and then obviously the mighty Spartans, which I mean talk about a wagon. So I, and that not it should have been team. a win, right? That that should have been a win against Michigan State, but I know we got away with that one. So it's um yeah no I I think uh, they're the right kind of where where they want to be if they want to pull off this upset. So and then I you know a few other you know Notre Dame Virginia Tech I don't really care about that uh, Kentucky LSU uh, you know night game uh you know now Kentucky's kind of got that hype so you know can LSU can Coach O do it because uh. I, I there's a great Twitter follow which is called it's called Message Board Geniuses. Each college program has their own like message board, which is just some of the weirdest and most toxic thing you could ever imagine. Um, and and that's coming from someone who, who goes on Twitter. You know, it's it, the the college football message boards are a dumpster fire. But at College Football Geniuses, give them a follow. Or uh, excuse me, at Message Board Geniuses, give it a follow on Twitter because. It's hilarious, and there's tons of stuff that come out from LSU every week. And uh, oh, anyway, so this would be an interesting one to see if uh, if Coach O can kind of rekindle that magic and uh, and pull off a big upset. Yeah, well, it's uh. but outs- outside of that, you know, obviously we got to talk about Michigan State versus Rutgers. Um, hey. Michigan State. <laughs> It Rutgers is always like even even when Rutgers have been bad they've 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 tended to play us well they beat us last yeah. season in Mel Tucker's first game at, but I was telling you we had seven fumbles in that game <laughs> seven fumbles and that was Mel Tucker had barely met anyone on that team and we still barely lost and and you know Rutgers is still good they're three and two uh, this season. With uh, wins over Temple, Syracuse, and Delaware, oh. but then the last two games they played Michigan. They they played well against Michigan, but lost by a touchdown, and then got destroyed by Ohio State. But you know now Michigan State's coming in. You know how do we handle that success? You know playing on the road at Rutgers, it's not really a super intimidating environment. It's you know and it's it's in the day, which is nice. I hate the night games. 
But um, yeah, this would be a big test for Michigan State. Like, hey, can we get it done? Because now we've we've kind of made it through that first part of the schedule. We're way ahead of schedule as far as where we expected to be. This is a game we're expected to win. It's it's now time to win it. And if we can, you know, going in six and zero, and then we have a game against Indiana, and then a bye week, and then Michigan at the end of the month. This is where right where we want to be. But you know, gotta take care of business again, oh, yeah. against Rutgers. Gotta win the clunkers, Kyle. Yeah, this will probably be a clunker. Um, offense looked pretty good, though, against Western Kentucky. So, you know, I'm feeling good. I mean, avoided. Oklahoma yeah. only wins clunkers, and they're number six, right. Kyle. You know, shoot for the right. stars. I like it. I like it. But outside of those games, you know, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule for kind of some things that, that stick out, and there's really just not – there's, I mean, uh, Utah, USC, I'm excited for that because yeah. the Pac-12, especially that division, Pac-12 South, is still wide open. <laughs> and that's a night game um, on the road in Southern California. Not that it really matters, but yeah, I think Utah plays pretty well on the road anyways. And um, it's uh, this will be an interesting one. Utah, obviously, they had some high expectations, and it hasn't quite uh, panned out for them. But you know they're they're dealing with another tragedy on their team with the death of Aaron Lowe. Super sad. I mean that was just right around the corner from where we were, and luckily law enforcement and stuff they've they've found the uh, the suspect there and whatnot. But just really sad. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of how Utah responds to that, especially after Ty Jordan last season. It's just uh, you know no team should have to go through that. No, just no. People, no group of people should have to go through that, and families losing their kids, and it's just, it is pretty sad. So this will be um, a, a game that I'm sure they're going to honor in some way, and really come out and you know hopefully play well for them. You know, and I think their defense is good. They, I think Utah secondary is good. USC likes to pass the ball. USC is one of the best, um, I think, talents right now in college football. And and Drake London, he's just, he's everywhere. He'll be in the pros for sure. And so how can we kind of maintain that? Um, it'll probably be Keaton Slovis for USC, but yeah, eight o'clock game, nice little nightcap for us. Um, but really outside of that, man, I'm just, I'm looking at the, the rest of the slate and, um, you know, it's pretty, pretty top heavy, but we got some great matchups, got, got oh, yeah. some great matchups and there'll be enough sprinkled throughout the day right. and, you know, we'll have a nice little afternoon window and then before the night games, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watch those morning games. You know, SEC, I can kind of just check the highlights for, to be honest. That's just kind of how I've always been. Mm, yeah, but like going to watch. Football. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> going to watch those morning games, uh, you know, peek in at some of those scores. Probably watch the second half of Penn State, Iowa, depending on what the score is there. But then sit down for the night games, which is uh, Michigan, Nebraska, and then flip between that and uh, Utah, USC to kind of get my college football fix for week six. So yes. with that. Anything else that kind of stands out? Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, head on out of here no, on this uh, no. on this I, Thursday I, morning? I think the uh, the the beauty that I think we're both seeing in this season, especially, is that it, we you look at these games. Like obviously, we've talked about the big ones that are they have the most intrigue, but it, it seems like this season there's just games always happening that kind of flew under the radar that are like wow like what like what a game or like an upset or it's just there's so many just quirky things that are happening that i'm just excited for all of them kyle i need i need 32 tvs how many tvs do i need to accommodate to watch all the games <laughs> quite a lot quite a lot <laughs> yeah so but now i'm looking forward to it uh another fun weekend it's just been uh, exactly kind of what the doctor ordered as far as the season I was uh, I was hoping for 
you know, with, with Michigan State being well and some of these other schools that are just kind of cropping up out of nowhere and some different storylines, a little bit of chaos mixed in there. And, and yeah, we still have uh, the best is yet to come, I'm sure. So we say, or it could just all get a shit. <laughs> so, so who who knows? But, um, yeah, let's uh, let's go out there. Let's have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, yeah. then, you know, fri- a little Friday piece and then maybe have you over Saturday morning to watch some of those games. And, um, yeah, I have next week off, which I'm looking forward to. Take some time off, folks. If you have it available, take some time off because uh, I feel like it's been a it's been it's been a while for a lot of people. I think everyone's a little exhausted, you know. So, but that's why college football is great. It's a great distraction. So, Big Mike, any any parting words of wisdom for our listeners today? You know, not. Not really. I mean, I'm addicted to these morning recordings because, like, you know, it's, it's fun to just get it done in the morning. But now I got to go log into my nine to five job and pretend that I it, I like people, Kyle. You know, I know I know you do the yeah. same thing. So my words of wisdom is just, you know, put a smile on your face. You know, it makes it makes everything harder if you're just in a bad mood. Anna tells me it all the time. Just a grumpy old grumpy old <laughs> Gus all the time. Ain't so. that the truth. Ain't yeah, that the truth. Put a smile on. Enjoy it. Like Kyle said, take some time off because in the grand scheme of things, we're all just working and hurrying up to die. So, Pretty much. Pretty much. And with that, uh, thank you guys for listening to Name Image Podcast. Once again, I'm Kyle. That is Big Mike with me as always. Uh, enjoy bringing this to your guys' ears every single week. And we're going to continue doing it. So please like, review, subscribe, share with a friend. Just talk about us, post us, follow us on Twitter. You know, we don't tweet anything, but we're, we're working on it. Don't worry. And uh, we're getting there. So hey, if you uh, want to be an intern, anybody out there want to be an intern? Yeah, intern? I, know, except- I, just, I am awful at the Twitter. It's awful. Yeah, and I'm terrible at social media as well. So we'll figure that out. But regardless, uh, thanks again, guys. And have a great rest of your week. Love you. We know skill. Mm-hmm. I know skill. Like that skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.